Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. On today's episode, we are going to rank the top 15 offensive minds uh, among current coaches in college football. So, sorry, Dan Mullen. Not currently employed. You're yeah. not on this list. Yeah. Uh, to get and to these good rankings. Good thing you said offensive, not offensive. I know. Yeah. Some of them, there oh, might be some overlap there. Lane Kiffin, yeah. we'll see. But Mike Leach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably a better example. <laughs> uh, but anyway, to get to these these rankings, the three of us each submitted a top 20 list, and we combined those to get to our consensus top 15. Let us know if you're watching on YouTube in the comments below your biggest disagreements, biggest snubs. Uh, just share your thoughts. But Ryan, who narrowly made this list at 15? Well, we had a tie uh, for 15, so we actually have a list of 16 guys. There you um, go. So uh, 15, we had Kaylin DeBoer, who is currently the Washington head coach um, after spending a couple years as the head coach of Fresno State. Uh, but he's just led some great offenses. Uh, it, before that, he was at Indiana as their offensive coordinator for a year, really kind of turned them around for their, their that offense, just did a remarkable job getting Michael Penix playing well. Then at Fresno, had Jake turned Jake Hayner into a kind of struggling QB at Washington to killing it at Fresno. So I would expect him to really help Washington's offense, which was anemic, get back on track. Yeah, no doubt. Take some time. All right. All right. The other person tied at 15th was Scott Satterfield, the Louisville head coach. When he took over Louisville, they were struggling offensively. And his first year, he jumped them up to 24th in total offense. They've been one of the more explosive teams uh, the last few couple years. And honestly, next year, they should have a really fun offense. Uh, and it's a usually productive offense on the ground. He did the same at App State. He was a great coach there, but also led a very strong offense. So Satterfield's a good one. I yes. like it. Number 14, we have a newcomer here, Zach Kitley, the current Texas Tech offensive coordinator. He just took that job. Uh, he's a Cliff Kingsbury disciple, and he was you know, the offensive coordinator at Houston Baptist a few years ago, did a great job there. And then he was hired to be Western Kentucky's offensive coordinator, took a few of his best players with him, and just took Conference <laughs> USA by storm. Had one of the greatest offensive or like the most productive offensive seasons in college football history. His quarterback Zappi set the FBS record for passing yards and touchdowns. So he has quickly risen the ranks and I would expect, you know, big things at Texas tech. No doubt. All right. At number 13, we had uh, Jeff Grimes, who was Baylor's offensive coordinator this past year. And I mean, Baylor in 2020 was Yikes. really bad offensively. They averaged just 310 yards per game. 4.4 yards per play, which is really bad. Um, but those improved so much. They improved over 110 yards in total yards per game. But the thing that's crazy is the yards per play, almost two full yards per play better um, in the, between those two years. So he just immediately just got them significantly better. And it wasn't like, it, to me, it wasn't like they had just had so much better transfers or talent coming in. It really was mostly the same guys that were already there. He just did a great job coaching him. So, and he did a great job at BYU before that. So he's 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 yeah. highly on the rise. Yeah, won the Big Twelve because of him. All right, number twelve, yep. Steve Sarkeesian, the Texas head coach. Say what you what you want uh, about him as as a head coach, but as an assistant and offensive mind, he's been very strong. He won a Broyles Award as a top assistant at Alabama. His team scored 35 points or more in 24 straight games at one point, which uh, which was a record. He led one of the best offenses ever in that last year at Bama with Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, 
Um, at, at the Falcons, he was he had a very good run with Matt Ryan. He was an offensive co- coordinator at SC, kind of at the end of their glory days in those 2000s. And he's had at UW, Jake Locker, Bishop Sankey had some big numbers. So he's been pretty good at a lot of places. Yeah, I'm sure some people might argue he's too low. Um, it's sometimes hard to rank the former Al- you know, Alabama yeah. offensive coordinators because they've had number one offense after number one offense. But he, he was... He did as well as any, but better than anyone there, really. So, yep. uh, number eleven, Warren Ruggiero, Wake Forest offensive coordinator, and it took him quite a while to get going at Wake Forest. But the last few years, their offenses have been really good, dramatically outperforming the talent level. You know, because they're not able to re- recruit top classes. Of course, this year they finished tenth in SP plus ninth in FPI, and they finished number one in the length of time that their quarterbacks held the ball before handing it off on, on RPOs. That's a made-up stat, but, but uh, it has to be true. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. It does. Yeah, he's done a great job. It's fun to watch them. All right, moving on to number 10, we have Mike Leach, uh, current head coach at Mississippi State. I mean, it, you can't really have an off-top offensive list and not put Mike Leach there, even though maybe they weren't elite quite this year and hasn't quite gotten an elite level at Mississippi State yet. But it seems like in time they're going. And they had a pretty good year this year. They were ninth and twenty yard and twenty ninth in yards per play or in total yards, I should say. Um, but there's so many times in his career that he's had top twenty scoring offenses, whether it's been at Texas Tech where he did it seemingly for forever with multiple different guys. Um, Washington State, he got them going pretty quick. So long track record always good offense you know you're going to be pretty solid with leach indeed uh number nine we have jeff brahm the purdue head coach and he's just been consistent while at purdue averaged over 400 yards a game 27 points in all six of his years there and that's doing it up against some some quality big 10 opponents uh he's been churning out productive passing games left and right especially recently with rondell moore and david bell at receiver at his time at western kentucky they broke 75 school records on offense. They averaged over 525 yards a game uh, in his three years. They were consistently in the top 10 in multiple offensive categories nationally. He's, he's got a good mind. 75, right? How are they even keeping yeah. track of 75 I, things? <laughs> That's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. But sounds good. All right. Number eight on our list is Phil Longo, North Carolina's offensive coordinator, and he had some very good offenses dating back to his days at Sam Houston State and then, of course, at Ole Miss. And at North Carolina, pretty much immediately turned around their offense with Sam Howell. And even this year, like this past year being a disappointing season, they were still a top 15 offense. So he's yep. uh, really risen, you know, raised the bar there. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, moving on to number seven, we have Jamie Chadwell, a guy that's kind of new new to this list uh, from coastal Carolina. Well, it could have been after last year, but relatively new this year though, amazingly great offense. Um, they had, they were fifth in total yards per game, but number two in uh, yards per play, which is a pretty telling statistic right there. I know they didn't have the strongest schedule in the world, but if you're number two in yards per play, you're doing something right. Grace, uh, Grayson McCall, maybe one of the most underrated quarterbacks nationally. He has been unbelievable for the first couple of years there. So he's got it going. And it's kind of a fun offense to watch if you kind of know what it looks like. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's a unique yeah. style of offense. Right. So that give him more credit for that. Yep. Exactly. If it was innovative, he might be number one. All right. Number six, Kendall Bryles, the Arkansas offensive coordinator. And his offenses in his career 
He's had multiple stops, have averaged over 40 points per game, always one of the most explosive offenses. If you go back to 2015 at Baylor, his offense led the country with 48 yard, 48 points per game, over 600 yards of offense. And I also like to kind of look at what teams do in the first year after after being there. He seems to have an immediate impact. In in 2020 at Arkansas, he had Traylon Smith and Traylon Burks. They had breakout years. They upped their yards per game by 50. Uh, Florida State, they went from 21 points a game to 29 in his first year. At Houston, during his Derrick King run, uh, they were one of the only three teams in the country to finish top 25 in passing and rushing. So he had a balanced attack as well. Yeah, he seems to be able to adjust to the person, personnel no matter where he is. He's walked into some tough um, offensive situations, and yeah, he's done a great job. Number five, Sonny Dykes, uh, currently the TCU head coach. He's another member of the Mike Leach coaching tree, and he's had really good offenses everywhere he's been. Uh, at Cal, as the head coach there, he had Jared Goff and Davis Webb putting up monster numbers. Defense, not so much, but that's this isn't a defensive list. <laughs> yep. And then yep. at SMU, it was Shane Bichelle, and then this year, Tanner Mordecai. So I imagine at TCU, it's not going to take him long to have an explosive offense. Yep, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, moving on to number four, we have uh, Josh Heupel, who's Tennessee's head coach right now. He's had some uh, some good offenses in his run. Drew Locke, kind of going back to the, the Missouri days, he got him playing really, really well. Um, then at, he was at UCF for a, for a few years, consistent top 20 offenses. Of course, he had Mackenzie Milton to work with that first year, uh, for most of that first year. And then Dylan Gabriel just you know, setting records at UCF, just unbelievable numbers. Um, and then now here at Tennessee, well, I mean, they had a great offense this past year. I think they were ninth in total yards per game. So, I mean, with a new new team, first year, I mean, immediately getting them better and getting Hendon Hooker looking like a, you know, kind of a Heisman contender for next year if they have a good year. He's done awesome. Yep. Staying in the SEC, Lane Kiffin at number three, the Ole Miss head coach. He's always scheming something new up on, on offense. You know, his first year at Ole Miss, he had the number three total offense with over 550 yards a game. Elijah Moore and Matt Corral turned into superstars. And, you know, as a head coach at Florida Atlantic, USC, and Tennessee, again, I look at the the first-year production, his offenses improved scoring by an average of 10 points. He obviously had a great run as the Alabama offensive coordinator, and he was kind of the one that transitioned Alabama from, you know, really good on offense to great on offense. He, he guided Jacob Coker to a national title. Jalen Hurts as a freshman got all the way to and almost won the national title. Um, and you can go all, the, go all the way back to USC. He was the offensive coordinator for Bush and Liner in 05. They put up tons of, tons of numbers. So Lane has been had a very good track record. Yep. Always has great offenses. Number two on our list, Ryan Day, the head coach for Ohio State. And I feel like these top two are are pretty interchangeable. Uh, Ryan Day has yeah. had the, maybe the better last three years, so I could easily see him being number one. He elevated the Ohio State offense as soon as he became the coordinator. It's continued as the head coach. This year was the first year that they've actually finished first in SP Plus offense, but they're always near number one. And heading into 2022, wouldn't be surprised if they Oof. were number one again. Got to replace a couple receivers, but... Yeah, they'll still be amazing. Jackson Smith and Jigba seem to, <laughs> yeah, no, seem to do okay just, without those guys. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, number one, we have Lincoln Riley, who's 
USC's head coach now. Uh, of course, his days at OU puts him on this list. Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy. Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy. Jalen Hurts, almost Heisman Trophy. Um, and they, for a handful of years there, through like what, two or th- maybe three years in a row it was, where they were just far and away the best offense. Like it was just, the, they weren't even close until kind of Alabama kind of caught up with, I think it was like two, maybe two is a year where they were kind of on par. But he just, he, they're amazing every year. So you got to have Lincoln. 1A, 1B, I guess, with those two. But I would side with Lincoln maybe. All right, uh, so there is our our list of, I guess, 16 guys, the top 16 offensive minds, but let's get to some snubs. Uh, who was the, the guy that was highest on your list that didn't make our, our overall list? I had Rhett Lashley. Oh, uh, he's now... <laughs> oh, look at you. I had Rhett Lashley, though. He's wow. the SMU head coach. Um, he's had a good offense everywhere he's been. He, at Miami recently, he just took over for Dan Enos and just dramatically improved them. Uh, he did the same thing at SMU before. He had Shane Bichelle and Ben Hicks. UConn, even at UConn, they went from 122nd to 49th in total offense his his one year there. So he was the guy I had off. Okay, so my biggest snub was Hugh Freeze. I had him 10th on the list. He did a great job at Ole Miss back in the day. And at Liberty, he inherited a very bad offense and has made them very good with Malik Willis. No, yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. The next one on my list would have been, uh, Jonathan Smith actually at, at Oregon state. I mean, he's done a really good job there and I'm just impressed, especially by how well they run the ball. It's like, how does he, how does he do it? I mean, they got no talent up there and he's just shuffling guys in. Doesn't matter who the running back is. He does a good job. Yeah. He was in my top 20. That That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Thank you for checking out this episode of the College Football Bros. Again, let us know your thoughts either on Twitter, at CFB Bros, or in those YouTube comments. And we will see you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.